that's fear and that doesn't come from God to yeah. say like, I'm not going to go after this because fear. Yeah. If you whittle it down to what it actually is, because it, it could be finances, uh, student loans, or I don't have, you know, the right job yet, or I'm still in my internship, or I'm still in college, or whatever it may be. Like, if that person's for you, they're for you. And yeah. you shouldn't be halting the pursuit of your dreams due to a man-made or uh, societal quote norm that you think that you have to abide by because that's not even of God. Yeah. So yeah, I would say you have to go for it. A dream can be anything. Whether yours is to start a business, be in a healthy relationship, pursue your dream career, or to get right spiritually, every week the Dream Check podcast brings you tips, tricks, and real life insight from people who are living their dreams to the fullest. I'm Nicole Ivanoff, an established international wedding photographer and wife. Like you, I have so many dreams, some of which I've lived out and others I'm still pursuing daily. I'm a girl from suburban Detroit who's made her way out to LA, and although I'm no guru, I have a heart to show you that if I or anyone who comes on this podcast can do it, so can you. Welcome to the show. Time to check in. What's up, friends, and welcome back for another episode on the Dream Check Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Ivanoff, and if you've never listened before, welcome to the show, and if you have, then welcome back. Today is exciting because I have my husband, Nico Ivanoff, here on the show. He was actually the very first guest ever on the podcast, and so we are going to do something a little different. We're going to do a Q&A, just answering questions that people have asked us on Instagram. So yeah, I'm excited. Let's dive in. What's going on, everybody? Uh, thank you for having me back. Of course. I always said when I started this podcast that I'm just happy I have a husband who's a really good communicator and likes to talk because if I was ever in a situation where I needed a guest, you would make for the perfect guest. But this is not that situation. This is just the people asked for it. Let's go. Well, hey, we're here to give the people what they want. Well, let's just start. The most asked question when I did the question box on Instagram was the story of how we met. And I know we did a YouTube video on it, but for the people listening, I feel like you tell it the best, but yeah, go ahead. Well, I feel like there's a great backstory to how we met. I mean, the long story short is we met at Zoe Church Conference 2019 at the Wilton Theater. Um, we were both serving. Yeah, we were both serving on team, but got to give the backstory a little bit real quick. So we had obviously both been serving at Zoe Church for quite some time and we were going into uh, like a leader meeting like a prayer rally of sorts uh, just a few days before the conference was going to kick off and I just remember a good buddy of mine was like just brought up so and such and such Nicole like he said it in passing as if I knew who this person was and I was like who's Nicole and he just looked at me like I was joking and I was like no I, I'm, I seriously don't know who she is long story short pulls up her IG. I was like, fam, I promise you, I do not know who this woman is. Cause if I did, I would remember. Um, and then I just pulled like the total dude thing. And I was like, but I bet you if I knew her, she'd be my wife. And then just, and, here we are. and now here we are. I uh, think the craziest part about the story is just a testament of God's timing because we had both been serving at Zoe church for years at the same church and never met before. We have been in meetings at that point with under 30 people, never noticed each other, never met. And then when we actually met, we had kept running into each other during that conference. And it was like God had finally opened our eyes to each other. And I just think of it as he was saying this, this was a time for you guys to meet because there was another time that you know, back in 2019, that I stepped down from serving for a short time. And 
he had transferred to that location that I was serving at, had I stayed, we would have met at the complete, we would have met like seven months earlier. Yeah. And it wouldn't have worked. I remember the very first time, not sound cliche. I remember the first time I laid eyes on you, I was running around doing production stuff and you were serving on the photo team and I was coming down the stairs backstage and there's so many people just running around getting stuff done. And I remember making eye contact with you and you like stopping to say hi like not stopping but you're like hi in passing yeah I was just but like no hey. one else was saying hi no uh, one else is as nice as me maybe <laughs> and I just remember coming down the stairs and seeing my boy Joseph and being like is that that girl Nicole Balsamo and he was like yeah bro and I was like whoa and then just running into you like four more times and by the fourth time you were like, I'm so single, please date me. And Anyone who knows me knows I did not say that, <laughs> but we'll let him, uh, we'll let him think that. Yeah. It was, it was an incredible thing. And like you said, I mean, had we met even a couple months earlier, it just wouldn't have been the right timing. And I love what you say often to people, which is the right person at the wrong time is still the wrong person. Mm -hmm. And so I met you at the right time and you were the right person at the right time. Amen. Okay. So the next question is, are you two really similar or different personality wise? We're both like smiling, grinning ear to ear. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like there's certain parts of us that are like identical and then other parts of us that are like very, very different. What would you say the identical parts of us are? Um, I think just kind of like our overall makeup and, and drive for like mm -hmm. what we want to do, uh, creatively passionate, um, obviously from a value standpoint, very similar, all the things that kind of make up like faith and goals and, and mm -hmm. things of that nature. But I guess uh, from a personality standpoint, there's some pretty fun differences. Yeah, I feel like we're very similar in the best ways and then also very different in the best ways. And what I mean is we're very different in ways that challenge each other to be better in those ways. Like Absolutely. You're a very good communicator. I feel like I've learned a lot about communicating from you. You're very disciplined, which I'm still learning from you and just in general learning more about discipline. And, and by that, I mean like getting up at the same time every day, following through with my commitments, like going to the gym, that kind of stuff. But also, I think with our personalities, he's an eight on the Enneagram. If anyone is familiar, I'm a two. So the eight is a challenger. They're typically really strong leaders, really good communicators, but and very passionate and very direct and outspoken. Not it, usually a very good thing. And then I'm a two. So I'm what's classified as the helper. And the bad part of a two is we care a lot what other people think. So we're highly compassionate. And, yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I feel like it's, I was talking to um, a good friend of mine last night, actually, and, and he was saying, you know, how's, how's marriage been? And I'm like, man, Nicole, she's just balances me in all the ways I never knew I needed. And I think when I'm hearing you talk about the Enneagram stuff, it's like, I'm very direct and obviously I care what people think, but at the same time, I'm just like, Hey, it is what it is. Like we're just talking facts right now. And sometimes those facts hurt and yeah, you're, you're just better with boundaries and better saying no than I am. And I've had to, and I've learned that in a very good way from you. And I've also learned how to be more kind and, and compassionate and thoughtful and, and generous in like giving people the benefit of the doubt. Because sometimes I'm like, oh, it's this way. And then you're like, well, what about if this could have, you don't know what they're going through. And <laughs> I mean, Nicole's the type of person where if we're on the 405 and somebody's like cutting me off, my first thought is you just put my wife in danger and now I'm upset. And her first thought is what if they're on the way to help a loved one who's in danger or they're super late for something. And immediately my anger gets disarmed because I'm like, like this person just bothered me but then she comes in with that that nurturing like helping thought and so I think those are the balances of what make us so different but I mean I'm so thankful for you and the differences in our personality because uh, I just feel like that balance is very healthy yeah I think the what is it the saying opposites attract I think like you'd said at first like we're very similar we like a lot of the same things we're both very driven 
but our personalities are opposite. And, and like we were just saying, I think we challenge each other and we're able to grow in the best way because of our differences. Yeah, I'm stoked to see what that's going to look like in parenting. Same. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is, what is your favorite thing about each other? You want to go first? I'll go first. I think his drive and his passion for literally everything he does, which is so funny because on my non-negotiable list that I wrote out when praying for my future husband, in the top three things on my list, it was passionate in all that he does. And this guy just takes passion to the next level. Like, I'm not even going to get into him watching sports. Um, but I would say his passion, his drive, and just his discipline. He's very, very disciplined in all that he does. And I think he's a very strong leader. The way he pursues God, pursues me daily. Um, the, that's more than one thing. That, But those are those are all the things that yeah. are my favorite. I'm, you're so kind, babe. But be careful what you wish for, because you wanted passion and you got it. Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, I know. <laughs> um, I mean, there's there's uh, my list is very similar in that it's very long. But if I was to to kind of try and slim it down, I mean, I think your generosity, you are the most generous person I've ever met in my life. In the giving of your time, your talent and your treasure, you're all encompassing of generosity. You have such strong character as well. Like you are the definition of integrity to me. I know that you're the same woman in every single room that you walk into. It doesn't matter if you're with your family, uh, family friends that you grew up with in Michigan, if you're with our pastors or if you're uh, with someone that we just met at church or if you're with a very influential or notable figure, I know that you're going to be the exact same woman in every single room that you walk into. I value that and am inspired by that uh, in so many different ways. And then also what I often think to myself is just literally the being of who you are makes me better in every single way. When I met you, I wanted to become more disciplined because I wanted to to be a better man for you and for our future. Also, you go so hard that like you think that like I'm disciplined in, in these things and I appreciate that. But I feel like since I met you, I, I knew I had to level that up because if I didn't, then I was going to get left in the dust. Like you were so strong and are so strong in your faith, in your Bible reading, in your p pursuit of being a better follower of Jesus, in pursuit of all the entrepreneurial things that you do. I feel like you always have new ideas for ways to make money. You're graced to make money and, and not just make money, but to share your, your talents and treasures with so many different people. I mean, the question I asked you earlier this year of, how many free weddings have you shot or free? How many times have you picked up your camera for free as opposed to picking it up for a paid job? And we sat down and thought about it and it's pretty much even, which is insane, um, in the best way. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, again, my list is more than one, but when I try to narrow it down, those are, uh, some of my favorite things. Also, just a little side note, if you watch us on Instagram, she's like the best cook ever. And that's just <laughs> a great cherry on top because praise Jesus for that. Your boy's eating sandwiches from Chick-fil-A oh. before I met you. <laughs> now you're eating gourmet sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, I'm eating gourmet everything. Thanks, babe. That was so sweet of you to say. And I remember you said that on one of our dates. You had said something along the lines of what you just said about you felt like if you weren't leveling up, then I would have left you in the dust. And as a woman, I feel like there's nothing better than finding a man that wants to be better for himself so he can be better for you. Yeah. And that, yeah. Well, I just always think of it like if I'm not the best me, then how could there possibly be a strong we? Yeah, you know, that's so good. Um, if, if I'm not in my Bible, if I'm not in the gym, if I'm not trying to gain wisdom, if I'm not serving others, which are all things that make me a good me, mm -hmm. then I could never be a good part of we um, and mm -hmm. being strong for you and, and the things that you need. So, yeah, I do it all literally for you and, and for our future family. I'm just sitting here feeling so lucky 
it's like, you know, we don't have like conversations like this every single day, you know? So as we're like sitting here chatting, I'm like, oh, wow, dang, like I'm really lucky. Let's go. Let's go. I'm also very emotional, so I try not to cry during times like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's definitely the emotional one out of the two of us. That's probably another difference in our personalities. I'm the crier. You cry, but like. I don't really cry, though. Yeah, I know. But you've cried in our. <laughs> he always brings up our vows. I cried during our vows on our wedding day. But when I say like, oh, I don't like I, I've never cried in front of you. I've never cried in front of you in the midst of like, like heated emotions. Yeah. Whereas I literally just the other day standing in the front row of church between services, looked over at a dude, thought about him and tried to say a sentence to you and cried. And you were like, wait, are you good? I'm about to cry right now thinking about, <laughs> thinking about it. No, it's good. I feel like because you're such an emotional guy, it allows me, it creates a safer place for me when I'm ready to cry. Yeah. To be able to do that. I'm working on that. Okay. So next question is how, or did you have insecurities going into marriage? Did I have insecurities? Absolutely not. It's going to be a hard no for me. I knew, I like legit knew that you were the one for me. I, I had well, no question. I, I think the question is more like personal. Did you have any insecurities like at all going into marriage, like about, about being married, about anything? Um, That's how I took the question anyway. Yeah. No, again, like, no, not going, not by the time we were ready for marriage. I think there was maybe some insecurity when we first started dating. Cause you're like such a boss <laughs> and you know, I was just starting my business. And so, you know, finances were strapped and just different insecurities like that. Like, dang, I want to marry this girl. How can I afford a ring? You know, those, those kinds of dumb things that the enemy attacks you with, but God provides and mm. surely did, which has been amazing. But by the time marriage rolled around, no, I, I personally didn't. There were there at the beginning of dating, but that's because like legit as cliche or crazy as it sounds, I knew I was going to marry you like instantly. I mean, I, I called it before I even met you. You really did. Like, you prophesied over yourself. Yeah. Praise God for that. <laughs> so wasn't planning on asking this, but I feel led to ask it. What would you say to someone who is maybe not going after their dream girl or dream guy because of finances, like they want to have it all together? before they yeah. take the next step. Yeah. I mean, I would just say that that's, a. am just going to say it straightforward. I think that's a dumb thing that society makes up and tries to pressure you with. If, if this person's the right one for you, then uh, finances are not going to stand in the way of that. Mm -hmm. uh, also just with the own, with my own testimony, as well as, you know, a really good friend of ours that just got married and his testimony. I mean, he had so much debt and, God literally provided for him in a way that wiped away all of his debt before they even got married. And so I would never, it basically that's fear and that doesn't come from God to yeah. say like, I'm not going to go after this because fear. Yeah. If you whittle it down to what it actually is, because it, it could be finances, uh, student loans, or I don't have, you know, the right job yet, or I'm still in my internship, or I'm still in college, or whatever it may be. Like, if that person's for you, they're for you. And yeah. you shouldn't be halting the pursuit of your dreams due to a man-made or uh, societal quote norm that you think that you have to abide by because that's not even of God. Yeah. So yeah, I would say you have to go for it. Yeah. And I would even say like, I feel like God a lot of times puts us with someone who is going to help us in that area as well. I mean, even in my case, like I, I always had credit card debt and I always told myself, like, I don't want to be in a relationship with someone until that's all gone because I was embarrassed and ashamed. And so, and then you came along and you're like a financial guru and you not only helped me pay off all my debt, but you have helped me build financial literacy. So now I don't, not only do I not have debt, but I'm saving more money than I've ever saved. I've never been called a financial guru in my life. I receive it fully. <laughs> I have to give all credit where credit is due. Andrew Money Marts, if you're listening to this, anything that I know, 
It's because of you, brother. So thank you. He's the best. Literally the greatest. Okay, so I'll answer that. My uh, If I had any insecurities going into marriage, I had no insecurities going into marriage because there was just so many God confirmations around our relationship and our marriage in general. But... But being super transparent, I would say I had more insecurities once we were married. Um, and I would say that along the lines of, you know, that phrase, the devil tries to get you in bed before marriage and out of bed after. Obviously, mine weren't that extreme, but I do think I struggled a lot with confidence. And I don't think it had anything to do with our marriage. Um, but I do think it was just a personal thing that I battled. Um and I don't know if it was just like a spiritual attack once we were married and we're doing all this amazing stuff together and in, in our not just separately, but together, our lives were on like an upward, upward swing. And I think whenever, you know, you're on you're on God's path, the enemy will try to come in and bring insecurities. And so I would say that was something at like right when we got married, I struggled with some insecurities and confidence, but um, okay, next question. Do you believe in couples therapy? Do I believe in couples therapy? I mean, we're not in it, but I believe in it for sure. I mean, I believe in all forms of therapy. Well, maybe that's a, a little extreme. I'm sure there's forms of therapy out there that I don't know of. So <laughs> let me just reel caveat that, yeah. reel that back a little bit. Um, but I, I mean, I went to therapy as an individual um, for different traumas and, and hurts that I had gone through. And I remember telling my mom, like, oh, I'm going to start my, and my stepdad, I'm going to just start going to therapy. And they're like, what's wrong? And I'm like, fam, <laughs> so much. Um, <laughs> but I say that to say that 100%, I believe in couples therapy. I mean, I think therapy is for people who are strong, recognizing and trying to become even more aware of maybe wounds or hurts that they have and trying to heal those wounds or hurts. Again, we're not in it, but I don't look down or have disbelief uh, in it. And, you know, maybe in the future, you know, I know married couples that are in it as prehab, as mm -hmm. Colin Henderson would say, prehab as opposed to rehab. So I'd rather get in it to talk about things before you need to. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of married couples that we actually look up to mm -hmm. that are in it, not because they have issues, but because they do that prehab and they prevent issues from transpiring. Yeah. So, yeah. well, I think any type of therapy, I agree with everything he just said. And I think any type of therapy is the point of it is to make you stronger and better. Mm -hmm. And so anyone who, if you're dating someone and they don't believe in couples therapy, I think maybe that individual maybe needs to seek individual therapy yeah, before well, couples therapy. I mean, I just recently started going to therapy um, just because I, you know, realized some issues that I maybe could be better at. And I really wanted to work on them so I can be a better, the best version of myself for me and for my husband and for my future family. There's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with it. I think there's nothing to be embarrassed of. And so if your significant other is saying they don't believe in therapy, then seems like a red flag to me. I would agree. I mean, and when you first started going, the first thing that I said to you was you're so strong mm -hmm. and, and you're so aware that you even need it because on, you know, the outside, it wouldn't look like you need it. And mm -hmm. it's not like these are super intense, you know, things that you, it's just, you're, you're great and you want to be even greater. Mm -hmm. And I think that I just love where we're at as a society around mental health right now and the fact that so many notable figures are coming out and championing it. So I think we should just all continue to champion it. Mental hygiene, that's my go-to. <laughs> um, you got to take care of that, you know, six inches between your ears because that's where the real battle is, is mm -hmm. it's in your mind. And if you've got your mind right, then everything else is going to like fall, fall in line. So the right mind, then, you, you know, you have right sleeping patterns, right relationships, right thought process, probably a right spiritual life. Mm -hmm. um, you're, you're very cognizant of the things that you're not good at and the things that you are good at. And so I just think therapy is great. I'm very aligned. Okay, next question. This will probably be for you, babe. But they said, I love that you guys put a curfew on when you were dating or had a curfew when you were dating. Would love to hear more about that. 
it's very simple. Ain't nothing good happening after 11 o'clock at night. Yeah, one of his mentors told him that. I mean, he was the one way better. If, if he wasn't as like strict with his boundaries, like the, it, it would be 1059 and he'd be lacing up his shoes. Fam, I need to get out of here. All right, that's it. that's all I could think to myself because this woman is gorgeous. And and what's what's what are we going to do? After 11 o'clock at night, you already watched a movie or all of a sudden it's like, dude, you're watching a movie that you guys have watched 17 times in your life. Like, yeah. come on. Well, so, and let's be honest. We're adults. Like, yeah. What are it, we doing past 11 o'clock? Literally in life in general, I'm like, what's even open past 11 o'clock <laughs> at night? That's that's good. You yeah. know, that's actually like good for your soul. And so, I mean, I knew what my intentions were with Nicole right away. And I also am very aware of myself and my manhood and who I am. And so I was like, you know what? I had that conversation a long time ago with a mentor. And as soon as we started dating, I, that was just a hard rule for us. And was it easy? Absolutely not. Yeah. Um, but. Like you said, 1059, if the shoes aren't already on, if I'm just lacing them at that point, we're already late. Like I got, <laughs> I got to get out of here. And so I, I think it's, it's a pretty straightforward concept for us. Yeah. And I think it built such, for me, I respected you so much for that. And it really made me, you know, say, wow, this is a man of his word, you know, and even leaving your house being like, oh, I wish I could stay the night. Like we're, I'm 29 years old. Like this is ridiculous. But then in the moment when I'm leaving saying that, but then once I'm in my car, I was like, wow, like I really respect this guy. Like he's really a man of his word. He really respects me, which in turn made me, you know, appreciate and respect him more. So I think curfews are such a good thing when yeah. you're trying to date God's way for sure. Yeah. And also, I mean, I was having a conversation with a friend of ours the other day and you know, he's, he's starting to date somebody. And I just told him, he was like, how'd you do it? You know? And I'm like, literally pray. Mm -hmm. it, it might sound, I don't know. It might sound funny to you, but I'm like it as in my own strength, just like the Bible says in my own strength, I am, I'm weak. I'm nothing, you know, mm -hmm. but God literally graced me when I was dating you in many, many ways, but specifically in the area of, you know, the sexual temptation and, and creating those strong boundaries with everything. And I remember being blown away sometimes, like walking to my car and being like, just thinking to myself like that. I was just like, you literally just left. Like mm -hmm. you're such a goofball. <laughs> or um, I remember this was when I really knew that God was giving me strength beyond my own was when we were hanging out and I was telling a story and I meant to like put my hand like on your side, but then I ended up like kind of putting my hand like on your hip, like butt a little bit. And I was so shocked. You guys, he freaked out. We had been dating like three months. Like we had already talked about our kids' names at this point and he touched my hip on accident and was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't like, I do you think of me differently now? Like, I didn't mean it. Like, and I was like, bro, chill. <laughs> I mean, I just was so, and then I remember walking to my car and being like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, idiot. Like, in my own <laughs> mind, like, just feeling like such a goof, like I said. But that's when it really clicked for me that it wasn't even me at that point. It was really God, like, moving through my actions mm -hmm. because I did just so desperately want to respect you in every way um especially your body mm -hmm. um so yeah I'd, I'd say you know when it comes to curfews and, and just fighting against that temptation turn to prayer and understand that god's gonna give you the strength so good babe so good okay the next question is is lighter it says the best purchase you've ever made best purchase i've ever made yeah your wedding ring Oh, that's a good answer. Came to me just now. The first thing I thought of was the book, The Weight. And I'm obsessed with this book. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it on 50% of the podcast episodes. But the book, The Weight, is by Devon Franklin and, Me and his wife, Megan Good. And the book is essentially about um, waiting in until marriage for sex. But it's actually just about delaying gratification in all areas of your life to get God's A plan. And the book changed my life. And it was like 5 dollars 
So that's for sure probably my best purchase ever. Let's go. The next would be our couch. Mm. We love our couch and I had to do some convincing for that purchase since I'm very proud of it. I'm I'm You're aligned. aligned. Yeah. I'm aligned. It's He's a very always couch. aligned with my purchases, even though in the moment of I don't know about always, baby. of me asking for them. <laughs> the other day I came home, um, I had texted him, I bought this huge like seven foot mirror from the store on a whim. I just saw it in someone else's apartment, had to go get it. And came home, I texted him and said, hey, can you help me with something in the car? And he was on a work call. So he said, I, I can help you in like 17 minutes. So I went up, went into our apartment. And then he came out and was like, what's up? What do you need? And I just like. <laughs> you made a face. I immediately was like, what'd you do? Buy a dog? Like, what's going on? I made a like, I'm so happy face, but you might not be happy face. Yeah. And I was just like, ah, I bought a really big mirror. And he just shook his head and was like, all right, let's go get it. And then later he was sitting on the couch and looking at the mirror and he was like, wow, that mirror is really dope. It is dope. Yeah. It is dope. And it was, it was a steal, which is why I bought it. I'm, I'm a bargain shopper now. Yes. I am proud of you. You have leveled up in that realm Thanks, a babe. lot. Okay. Next question just says babies. Question mark, question mark, question mark. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Not anytime soon. Maybe in the next year. I mean, I always think of life relative. So relatively speaking, soon. But like to the to a normal person, soon is like a few months. So definitely not soon. But I'm like in the grand scheme of things, we're talking a couple years out. So I mean, yes, thinking about it, like probably in the next year. That's soon. I want to be pregnant in 2023. That's what we've talked about. I mean, I it's so soon that the other day I was working out with Kevin and I just looked at him and I was like, this is going to be random, but do you think I'm going to be a good dad? <laughs> and it actually made you got, tear up. I'm about to right now. Um, <laughs> it got so deep because I'd said it as a joke. I like finished my set and put the weights down. I just looked at him and then he looked at me with such a serious gaze and was like absolutely he has tears in his eyes right now you guys and um it's very cute and so yeah there's times where i'm like let's go i'm be such a fun dad it's gonna be so lit and then other times where i'm like taking a shower and i'm like oh my god that's <laughs> gonna be very soon i genuinely in my deepest deepest parts of me believe that when i'm a mom or being a mom is when God's really going to unlock me and whatever he has for me. Amen. I feel like it's a part of my calling. I completely So I can't agree. wait, but I can wait at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed with babies and puppies. If you asked me to pick one, I truly could not. Both. Mm. Have to have both. You're an and both with those. I decided today, I didn't tell you this yet, but I watched a, a reel on Instagram where they got the puppy at the time the baby was like, three months old and it was like a minute long reel of the baby and the puppy growing together and being best friends and I was like okay now we have to get a puppy when we have a baby so they can be best friends cool can we get a nanny too because that's a lot I'm just <laughs> yeah we'll talk about that later <laughs> I'm like dude uh Puppies waking up at 4, peeing everywhere. We got a white couch. Baby's waking up. Who's feeding the dog? You're clearly feeding the baby. It's teamwork, babe. Makes the dream work. Makes the dream work. Makes it not seem work. Wow, good job. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next question. Do you ever struggle with thoughts of anxiety? Yes. Yes, for me too. Yes, Um Obviously, it's something that I'm like working on and it's a daily pursuit, but uh, there's a lot of different anxieties that come in to play in 2021 in general. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, if you're looking at anything political or health related, uh, there's anxiety surrounding that. But even in uh, just we both have our own businesses, there's anxieties with that. And so I I mean, a short answer is yes. I don't necessarily know anybody who doesn't face some form of anxiety. I will say that there were moments in my life where it was really, really bad. Mm -hmm. And um, like, you know, I would even get like skin rashes from, you know, as a form of anxiety would like, you know, mm -hmm. manifest. But um, I would say for the most part, 
it's, it's in a lot healthier place for me now. And it comes by way of working on that mental hygiene, praying, journaling. I go on walks now. Mm -hmm. I'm a walker. He loves walking, you guys. It's not a walker. It's my new thing. I'm a walker and I don't even look at my phone once the entire walk and I just breathe and, and talk. I probably look like a crazy person, but I'm like talking. Just walking through the dog park. I talked about that on the last episode that went out, how you got me to go on a walk with you because you told me you have to walk through a dog park. But then I just pictured you by yourself walking through the dog park, petting everyone's dogs. I actually don't even stop to pet the dogs. I only do it if they approach me. And in my mind, I put out the vibe right when I turn the corner. Please come up to me so I can pet you. Because I don't want to just approach somebody's Sneak dog. Some treats in your hand. They can smell it from far away. That's yeah. what I'm going to do next time. But it's funny because those same people are always there with their dogs. There's like 10, 12 people. And I feel like they know me. Mm-hmm. Like they, they're like, oh, hey. And I'm like, hey, the guy without the dog. <laughs> but yeah. Um, one day we'll, we'll bring a dog there. Yeah. Yeah. One day. Yeah. I think I'm very aligned. I agree. Um, I think anxiety actually was reading this in a book I just finished um, where she talked about a lot of times we have anxiety that we actually just call anxiety. But even every time I record an episode, I have a little bit of what I would say anxiety, but after reading this book, I'm like, wait, let's like rewire that because I'm actually just excited Mm -hmm. and we need to stop. And I'm talking to me, you know, calling things anxiety when it's actually feelings of excitement that we just aren't saying excitement. We're saying anxiety. And uh, I think it can be something like that or something as big as, you know, job related stuff or stuff that's going on in the world. Um, And so, yeah, I think just, again, taking it to God and or going to a therapist. And if it's getting to the point where it's manifesting in a really unhealthy way, I think that would be a time to seek a therapist for it. And again, no shame in that either. Yeah. One one more quick thing on that. I think with uh, they say that anxiety lives in the future and worry lives in the past, but your best self lives in the present. That's so good. So what I try my best when I do get to points of anxiety is taking an inventory of my actual thoughts in the moment. For instance, work-related, most of my anxiety is attached to, again, it lives in the future. It's Mm -hmm. attached to things that haven't even happened. So then I'm like, all right, let's go Bible. Today's worries are enough for today. Mm -hmm. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Let's go just what we know, which is right now, Mm-hmm. And right now I'm good. That stuff hasn't even happened yet and it may never happen. Yeah. And so I'm just going to stay in today, stay present, stay focused. And my anxiety starts to disappear in that moment. That's so good. What was the quote? Anxiety lives in the future. Worry lives in the past, but your best self lives in the present. So good, babe. Okay. Next question. Daily, weekly, monthly actions that you take as a couple to grow closer to Jesus. Do you want to go first or me? Yeah, I can go. I think for us, like we both serve at our church and I think that's a huge part for us to grow closer to Jesus is just being surrounded um, by our community, by our church, hearing the word of God, reading the word of God, checking in on each other's God dreams and just checking in on each other in general. Nico is so good about checking in on me. Um, but I, I would say practically those are probably the actions that we take as a couple to grow closer. I think serving in your local church together is is huge and a very important aspect of growing closer to Jesus as a couple. Yeah, 1000%. And I mean, like, daily, I'm doing my devos, I'm reading my Bible, I'm journaling. Um, I usually do that in our home office, get some worship going. And I come out and you're doing the same. Uh, So that's that's daily growing closer to Jesus. Weekly, like you're saying, serving connect groups. Mm -hmm. That's a huge thing. And that's a couple times a month because it's every other week. So yeah, I would say there is that consistent pursuit of just trying to grow closer with Jesus in a very practical way. Yeah. And I think the most important part is we're doing it individually because if we're not doing it individually, it will be near impossible to grow closer to Jesus together. Absolutely. All right. Next question. How do you get over someone that you know is not the one? 
I would say um, just knowing that you're now one step closer to actually finding the right person and you're no longer wasting your time in that relationship and just trusting God's plan yeah. for your life. I mean, if you know people are like, oh, but I thought they were the one. Everyone's like thought that or said that, or mm-hmm. most people have at one point or another. All I can say is this, if you've gone through that feeling and they are not the one, and that's why you're saying it. Mm-hmm. Imagine what God has for you. If you, th- oh, I thought, <laughs> if you thought, let me just tell you right now that it just gets better. Yeah. You're only going to get even more of what you think. And then maybe even that next person isn't again. And then you're going to have that same feeling of, oh, I thought. And mm-hmm. until you won't have to think, you'll know. And boom. Yeah, and I, something my my best friend Sarah always said to me was, if you could love the wrong person that much, think of how much you'll love the right person that God has for you. I love that. Sarah's a legend. Yeah. I mean, uh, something else that I heard once was, um, I forget who said it. It was, I mean, I listen to motivational speeches and podcasts Daily. every day in the gym. Hourly. Um, <laughs> yeah. And someone was talking about, their grandma has said to them about their wife, if you could live a single day without that person, then they're not for you. Mm. And I remember thinking that before I was going to propose to you of being like, is this person, is she the one for me? Absolutely. Because if I, I literally could not do one day without you, I'm, I'm like, I'm good on that. So, mm. I couldn't live a day without you either, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so kind of like piggybacking off that question, someone asked, how do you know that they're the one or they're from God? I mean, I think there's, it's, it's gotta be a few things there's, or at least maybe many. Um, for me, I can only go off of what I experienced, which was just utter peace and confirmation after confirmation after confirmation. Mm-hmm. Things like we referenced earlier, me having the strength and grace to do things that I had never done before, mm-hmm. uh, pursuing you in ways that I could only have ever dreamt of. Uh, looking at a list of non-negotiables and you checking off every single box and me not having to justify, well, she's all of this, but, you know, it's okay that she's not this or that. Mm-hmm. No, you checking off all of those things and then some um, vision. When I met you, I had vision of our future. And so I think if if there's peace and there's vision and not just like vision that you're making up yourself and mm-hmm. only you know that at the end of the day mm-hmm. people are like man i saw it that's my wife right there <laughs> and then you're just like okay for sure but at the end of the day when you're brushing your teeth and you're looking at yourself in the mirror you're the one who's able to say self mm-hmm. what's what's real right now and yeah. what's real is like it almost freaked me out a little bit in like the best way same so yeah yeah I think what you said about following the peace and the God confirmations like if you're in a relationship and you're constantly unsure if you're supposed to be with this person I feel like that is kind of in my opinion a sign that maybe you aren't supposed to be with that person because I think if it's the right person and you're following the peace you know that's a good sign it's from God Um, and if there's more times than not not peace then I feel like that's probably a sign that Maybe you need to look at their relationship and see if that is the one. And I also think that, you know, aside from the confirmations, that are you willing to choose that person every single day? Because the concept of the one, I think, is you get to choose. You, mm. And you have to choose. Like, I have to choose to love you. I don't have to. I get to choose to love you every single day. But when how to know if they're the one or not. Are you wanting to choose that person every day? Are you following the peace? Are you having the God confirmations? And I think all that kind of combined kind of tells you um, if they're from God or if they're the one. Yeah, no, I love that. And another thing, just kind of thinking about law of opposite, if they're not the one, Mm. um, you see often when people are fighting and they justify. Mm -hmm. If you're making justifications over and over for your relationship, famine ain't the one. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who that's for, but it was definitely for me. Uh, 
again, going back to Andrew Money Martz, I remember having a conversation with him. Just like, oh yeah, blah, 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 but relationships are hard. And he was like, who said that? Who convinced you that relationships are hard? Because loving my wife is easy. That's so good. And obviously, are there challenges in life of being, of cohabitating and becoming one with another human being? Absolutely. I'm not saying that. But is it hard? No. Hard, you're, you're marginalizing, you're declaring death and difficulty, even in the lightest way over your situation. So if you're having to sit there and justify, well, yeah, but, you know, all relationships are hard. No, they are not. You That's know? good. And so that for me was, I mean, we literally didn't even, and this sounds crazy sometimes when I think about it, we didn't even get into an argument until we were engaged. And it wasn't even over something that like you or I did. It was just like the stress of, of wedding planning. Yeah, I think it was really our first time making decisions together and kind of our differences were coming were coming out a little. Yeah. But yeah, that was wild. And even that, people will say, oh, you guys have never been in a big fight. Like that's a red flag. I'm like, how is that a red flag? Yeah. And I think this is a whole other topic, but I think that ties back into our communication because because we weren't being physical. We had so strongly like built our communication to the point where our foundation of our relationship was not built on anything but our communication. Yeah. And so when problems arise mostly you because you're way better at this than I am. Um, we were just really good at working through those without ever being a fight. And Nico doesn't like the word fight. It's a disagreement. I would never really say we've had a like screaming fight. Yeah. Most of the time my mind's like, this isn't even bad. We're growing right now. <laughs> yeah. We'll have like a, an argument or whatever you want to call it, disagreement. And he'll come in the room because I like my my space when I'm upset and he'll be like, thank you so much for that um, disagreement. I feel like we grew closer and I just want to say I love you more now than I did before. And I'm just like, what are you even? A you're not real. Like you're not real. And I had to like, actually like look into like toxic positivity and I'm not that <laughs> just. <laughs> I mentioned that to him like two weeks ago in like a joking matter. I know. And then I was like, wow, that's, it is a thing. Though. It's a thing for mm -hmm. sure. And I mean, you do have to have uh, competence to like understand the reality of a situation. And I'm just so real with everything. Yeah. But I'm like, fam, it was a disagreement. It's really not that big of a deal. Two year rule, two year rule. If this is not going to matter in two years, then I'm not going to hold on to it longer than two minutes. Yeah. He's really good at forgive and forget. I'm, these are things I have been recently working on in therapy is just, you know, not suppressing my emotions to the point where I just hold on to them and I just am working on getting them out yeah. so I can be better. We're all trying to get better. Yeah, we are. Amen. Okay. Last question is what worship songs, podcasts, or books do you recommend? I know Nico has been reading a book a month for the last year. It's crazy. I know he has some good books to recommend. I've already said my recommendation, which is The Weight. Also, Love Does by Bob Goff. Also changed my life. Really easy read. Really good for new believers and just really uplifting in general. Um, it really just is a whole book of examples of how Jesus loved people and how we can do that as well. Yeah. Love all those. Uh, Truth About Men, Devon Franklin, changed my life read that when we first started dating. That book is for men. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it's for men and women. It actually will give you more context to the plight of a man. And, mm. you know, uh, and he does talk about that in the book that it can be for women as well. Mm. But um, I obviously am a man and I would recommend, recommend that book to any and every man. Um, so The Truth About Men, Devon Franklin. We are big Devon Franklin fans. Wow. Huge. He's a legend. The Happiness Advantage, Sean Ecker. I'm huge into facts and psychological studies. This book is all about positive psychology and psychologically proven facts of how you can, like how I said that, psychologically proven facts. He loves facts, you guys. Um, about how you can raise your happiness threshold. So that's huge. Um, the Quiet Mind, 
actually it's just called Quiet Mind, not The Quiet Mind, <laughs> um, by Colin Henderson. Boundaries, author's name is slipping my mind. But that you, one was huge for you. That one changed my life. Uh, for those of you who did not grow up with a father in the household, fathered by God. I grew up with a single mom, fathered by God, was huge. Um, that one does a lot of soul searching and mm-hmm. healing yeah. What, what about, I feel like worship songs, and I, I'll list all these books we recommended on the Instagram account, the Dream Check Podcast, or just Dream Check Podcast. Um, for worship songs, I feel like I go through seasons of different songs. Um, right now, I am really been on the song Never Lost. What is it? Indiana Bible College? Yeah. I've had it on repeat for about three months. Justice showed me that song. I cried. Came back, showed it to you the first 20 times I heard that song. No joke. Cried every single time. It's really good. Uh, That one's a banger. Love Brandon Lake. Gratitude. That's your favorite, I feel like. Yeah, that's my favorite. Gratitude by Brandon Lake. The live version. Incredible. And then two or three other quick ones that I really love would be Anything Cody Carnes Touches. I I mean, he's yeah. just great. So two, two or three songs by him. Run to the Father. It's a good one. Song of Ascent. Are you tearing up? No. Okay. <laughs> Song of Ascent, Another in the Fire. I mean, don't play me when it comes to a worship playlist. I've also been listening to um, the song called Forever Family by Dara McLean. I'm probably saying her name wrong. Do you think it's, it's Dara. Me? It's Dara? Yeah. She's a friend of a friend, and she recently put this song out on Spotify, and it's incredible. Mm-hmm. We should put together like a little Spotify worship playlist. Yeah. That'd be good. Also, not even just because we go there, but In Your Nature, Zoe Music, mm. that one goes. Yeah, that one's really good. Yeah. And The God Who Fights For Me. Yes. Incredible. Podcasts, obviously. Dream Check podcast. <laughs> but I also love Sadie Robertson pod, podcast. Whoa, that's good. Podcast is the name of it. And then recently I've discovered and I've talked about him in the last two episodes, I think, Ed Milet. He's, <sighs> he's like a Tony Robbins. Um, his podcast is super good. Very like Monday motivation vibes. He goes so hard. Um, leadership lean in. Yes. Our pastor, Chad Veach. So good. Uh, that is the number one podcast that I consume outside of Dream Check Podcast, babe, of course. That's good. <laughs> um, yeah, Ed, Ed Milet's great. Craig Rochelle. Mm, you you listen to his a lot, too. Oh, my gosh. Do you listen on, like, double speed? Uh, no less than 1.5. Okay. I You were listening to Ed Milet this morning, and I he sounded like he was talking really fast. Yeah. I'm burning. Yeah. We're going. <laughs> Okay, I think that is enough questions for today. If there are any other questions um, after listening to this episode that you want answered, if you loved this dynamic of the two of us together, we are happy to do um, talk on any topic. So let me know um, on the Instagram account. And thanks again, babe, for, for sitting here with me on our day off. I'm almost sad that it's over, but thank you for having me. I love you so much. And... You're just the best there is. Thanks, babe. Love you so much. Oh,